Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. This is one of those intros that I'm walking for, so you're going to hear the labored breath people. Try to keep this short and sweet for you. Part two of my conversation with Chris Revel from Let's Chat with Revel Friends is what we're about to listen to. Uh, Finally, at the last 20 minutes of this interview is when we kind of finally discuss about Let's Chat and um, his origin point. The, the, the rest of the podcast is a lot of, you know, just us shooting the shit, uh, talking about pop culture and podcasting and politics a little bit. Uh, it was a really fun, really interesting conversation that I had with Chris. Loved it. Um, and because of that conversation, uh, we are now part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network, which is like a dream come true. I've, I've wanted to be part. I mean, my you super friends that have been with me since the beginning know of the the trials and tribulations of the hhwst.net radio network and and and, you know the internet podcast uh thing that we used to do back in the day with all the different podcasts so you know that this is kind of a big deal for me i really enjoy it now this episode episode 52 marks the final episode of our first year of production Uh, i started recording over a year ago but we started producing and putting them out uh, February 1st, 2016. And it just so happens that February 1st, 2017 is a Wednesday when we will be dropping episode 53. And there's no better way to celebrate your podcast's podiversary, the very first one, than doing a live show. Yes, there is. Doing it with other podcasts, having a little mini festival of sorts. Uh, that's what we've been getting some press on Geekadelphia, uh, and they've been calling it a festival, and, and that's great. I love the comparison. Uh, everything is awesome. The very first Podiversary event is going to be Sunday, January 29th, from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Tattooed Mom on South Street, 530 South Street, Philadelphia, PA. Come out. It's free. Free funny, free for nothing. Uh, it's going to be a good time. We have at 1 o'clock a quest for magic and steel. At 2, 25 o'clock, pod. At 3, everything is awesome goes live. At 4, full belly laughs. And to round out the night, my good friend Jeff Stormer from the Party of One podcast is going to close us out. I'm so excited. We have so many great sponsors. Uh, I, I'm going to talk about two of them right now. Spearmen, uh, they are sponsoring an open bar for us. How crazy is that? Um, Spearman is going to sponsor an open bar starting at 3 p.m. Uh, obviously, we're going to help. We're going to celebrate everything is awesome big time. Uh, open bar starts at 3 p.m. and it's limited to bottles and drafts only. And there is a limit. I mean, at some point, the money is going to run out. But hey, let's enjoy it while it lasts, shall we? Um, and the other sponsor who I'm really excited that's on board with us is uh, Fuck Cancer. Um, huge. You guys know. Uh, you know, the st- what I went through in 2016 uh, with my uncle. At the time of this recording, it's honestly probably been almost exactly a year since he was diagnosed. Uh, and, and before that year was up, we lost him uh, in November. So, so uh, F cancer was and is a huge part of my life. And um, 
so happy that they're on board. We're going to be accepting cash donations on site. Uh, we're going to be, you're, you can donate online by going to letsfcancer.com. So excited to have them on board. Uh, it's going to be a great event, guys. It's, it's, it turned into something dopey and became this big, bad thing. I'm really excited for it. Um, anyway, uh, oh, one last thing. This Saturday, so a couple days from when this drops, uh, the day before we go live, you can if you're in the Philly area, or hell, you can go online, just search Ben FM. Uh, at 7 a.m. Uh, on Ben FM, 95.7 in Philly area, I will be uh, on the Ben Around Philly show uh, to do an interview about our event in uh, on Sunday in Philly, Tattooed Mom. Come check it out. It's going to be so much fun. Anyway, let's get to uh, Chris from Let's Chat with our old friends right here on awesomepodcast.com and coretemparts.com. We're going to start doing a, a Robin Williams special. So that one's like a not numbered episode. Um, I wanted to do a Christmas special this year. Uh, I missed, I just didn't have time to sit down and record it, but that's going to be a, a, a numbered episode. So, and, and now, and I guess we're going to segue into this now, likely I'll next year, I'll start doing a Carrie Fisher special. Oh, cause uh, she died year. today. Yeah. Uh, and, and which like fucking, and hence the reason, uh, like 2016 can eat a bag of dicks. Like, yeah, I mean, now she's dead now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so for me, um, so Robin, for whatever reason, Robin Williams was like the first celebrity death. I've never been affected by a celebrity death, but like when Robin Williams died a couple of years ago, um, I, think I was he died like, on my birthday, to be honest, uh, it- August 11th. Yes. It was. Uh, yeah, I think I was like joking, like he's overshining my birthday. That dick. But I'm a huge Robin Williams fan, so and I knew that as a comedian, he would find that funny. It, he um, actually, Carrie Fisher died on one of my best friends' birthday. Like my oh. my friend's birthday was today. Uh, Happy birthday and, to Kev's uh, friend. Sorry about he not, actually, no one caring. Uh, if, if you listen to both episodes today that I posted, episode forty five was part two with Mike from Doom Thugs. Uh, my friend was in the intro. Dave. Oh, okay. He, he was. Hey, Dave. Well, I still care birthday. It's your birthday. Uh, I didn't. Te- I said before I found out Carrie Fisher died. I sent him a text saying happy birthday. Uh, I, I'm going to see him at work tomorrow, and and that's what I'm going to say. Uh, I I blame him for Carrie Fisher's death oh, yeah, it's because totally his uh, it's totally his fault. But um, yeah, I, I Robert Williams' death like deeply affected me like i was like like i it's like the next day on my way to work i busted out the phone i started recording um which i don't think i ever aired but i started recording and like i broke down and cried yeah. like talking about robin williams uh and i feel like well is it also because uh, you're with like Carrie, a dad so you're like a father left his kids it was suicide which i don't i, I don't know what it was like I, I i think what it was for me was that if the funniest man in the world can commit suicide like what chance do i have uh yeah but then and i think that's what i think a lot of people realize that but so yeah um but you know if you ever want Go back and listen to his interview he did some years ago on WTF with Mark Marin, and you'll see yeah. the other side of Robin Williams where you're like, oh, he, he was a, tr- a tormented uh, yeah. addict yeah, he's, and struggled and uh, you know had highs and lows and, and suicide yeah. cuts across every, every border. But yeah, it was so yeah. surprising when he died. It was, it was, and and I think that like when I when I read that like Carrie Fisher died today, 
my, I, I know, I know my reaction should have been very similar to my reaction with, with Robin Williams because Carrie Fisher, like, even though, like, we are kind of like a second generation Star Wars kids. Yeah, I'm actually not um, a Star Wars kid. Oh, okay. So you're not a Star Wars fan? I, I am. That's the thing. I, I, uh-huh. I, I am a fan of Star Wars, but you can't say that you're a fan to certain fans because then they'll shame you for not knowing enough about it. So, oh, okay. I, fair I, enough. I, certain, I, agree. I certainly like it, but it's not my I, Simpsons. I agree. Okay, yeah. So it, it's uh, yeah. It's not my Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not. But there were people. Yeah, and my actually my there's... my true knowledge of her actually was more of uh, her advocacy work for the mental health. Okay. And um. Yeah. And her appearance on Thirty Rock. I mean, I obviously knew Princess Leia and stuff, but she's funny. Like she's. She, <laughs> did you know she was like a really well known like script doctor? Like she's one of the best uh, script writers in the industry. Then she never like was famous for it. She was like uh, unknown like writer, which I never knew. No, I. I mean, that's something that I think I, I write today. Um, yeah, she was like, it's cool. It's like, oh, Princess Leia, which is an iconic role, but there was so much more to her, which is I'm kind of having yeah. a fun time learning about about her. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. too. I loved her, and, and, uh, and I, is she in Jalen Strylan, Bob Stripeback? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, she was great in that. Yeah, she was not paid. She she said, "I don't want to be paid for this. I uh, I just want you to get me at uh, least two beaver chairs, uh, because I think that's the appropriate payment for doing this gig." <laughs> um, and uh, that was her being dirty. Yeah, it was her just doing a dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like a uh, funny person. And then we all and then yes. it came out that she was fucking her and Harrison Ford were fucking yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Which good for her, yeah. but what a creep on his part, right? A thirty-something-year-old dude's fucking a nineteen-year-old when you're married with kids. That's like if we did that. Yeah. Whoa, good for yeah, her. Yeah, I mean, great for her. Married with kids, like if 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 you're not married and you don't have kids, even I mean, it's, if you're not if you're single, whether you have kids or not, 19, I mean, I guess if you have kids. Uh, it, it is like for me like you know maybe 21 is where you have to go for that like get get an adult yeah. but uh but uh good for but, him for so, so i was thinking yeah yeah good for her I, that's uh, I, but i was thinking about it for her yes i was thinking about it and I, not not that i wasn't thinking about that today but i was that's what i think what, about <laughs> When I was reading, like when I read uh, around, I think one o'clock is when I found out that she passed away, and I and I, and I like I was affected by it. Like she was, I think a lot of second generation Star Wars kids and 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 whatnot. Like she was still my first crush. Like as a kid, like yeah. she, like Princess Leia was my first crush, and I didn't like I was born. We were born what like about ten years after uh, the original Star Wars, yeah, uh, a little know, less right? than that, seven years. So like we we were you know there was like a a whole like little generation maybe a half generation before us that that was born and alive to watch Star Wars in the theater, uh, but like then I came around and I didn't watch Star Wars until the early nineties yep. when I was about seven years old. So that's where the second generation kind of comes in and like st- she was my first crush and, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. And I was thinking about it today, like this really should affect me the way Robin Williams' death yeah. affected me, but. Like for me, then this is why like 2016, the, like the real reason 2016 can eat a bag of dicks to me uh, for me is, is because my uncle passed away yeah. uh, and he was he was 47 years old. Oh. He just he he would have turned 48 uh, on December 20th. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, and uh, he so he thank you. Uh, and, and like that's been and he was more of a big brother to me. You, am I right uh, to remember you guys were like close in age? Yeah, he he's like I'm 32. He he would have been 48 just a few days ago. Oh, so that's more like so an older about, brother. 
Yeah, yeah. He was about 15 and a half years older than me. Um, and, uh, you know, we were really close. I mean, at one point, my family moved into my mom's uh, mother's house and that's you know th- that was her brother so like we lived with him uh, for a while i shared a room with him for a while he worked at blockbuster video oh he's so like cool he was guy. Always, yeah we, we always were able to, to to get all the cool things rented first um uh, he he introduced me to star wars he introduced me to leisure suit larry he introduced me to kevin smith um, and you know, it's, you know, I like the, like unknowingly, I didn't realize it until he was in the hospital. Uh, and I didn't really even realize it until like, we knew that it wasn't like that he, he wasn't going to make it, I, I, that he is the person who shaped me more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I always get a lot of credit to like the, 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 the celebrities like the, like Kevin Smith, Shawn Michaels, um, uh, you know, you know, what, whoever, like I give a lot of credit to those type of people that I've, I grew up watching on television, helping shape who I am as a, as a creative type, but really it all goes to my uncle. It all stems to my uncle. Um, and I, and, and I think like for that reason, like, like I, when I found out that Carrie Fisher died today, I, just, I was just like, well, I mean, she's a celebrity. I really don't know her. Like that's how I take every other celebrity death <laughs> yeah, except for Robin Williams, except for Robin Williams. And I think except for Carrie Fisher, except for the fact that my uncle passed away just like about a month and we a half ago. Fresh wounds, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like, and, and, and who knows? Like, I feel like next year, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking about it. And, and when we do the Carrie Fisher special, you know, I, I'll probably have more feelings about it, but like, it's still, well, it's like every funeral that you go to, it's sad for the person that you lost. And you're also thinking to every other funeral you've been to. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've had so a, who lot, knows? a lot, a lot, a lot of people die in my life. So like, it's like a weird thing. I have a weird obsession I have. Uh, and, yeah. but yeah, no, well, and, it's, it's and a weird this... thing. You, you go to, it's, when when a celebrity dies, it's reminding you of someone you lost or your own mortality. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially now that we're like in our thirties, like, and, and like, there's these people who we now grew up with, like we're, we're officially entering that generation of like the people we watched and looked up to, not just the people we kind of grew up with. Yeah. Like, like for my dad, she's he, only 20 he, something like, years older than us. Like not even yeah, she's 18 like, years older than uh, us. Or no, she's yeah, sixty. No, twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight. She's you know that's that's a that's a lot, but it's not. That's my dad will be sixty in January. Exactly. That's uh oh yeah. So that so, that's the way you look at it. You're like, oh my god, my dad. So yeah. yeah. So like so like he's part of the gen- like really like the you you expect people that he grew up with to be passing away like like your Adam Wests like Adam West is eighty some years old I think God Stanley. Like, Stan Lee, Stan Lee is 94. Yeah, he outlived Leia. Okay. Yeah, and it's, it's, I'll buy a lot. Yeah. The, that's the generation you picture dying off, exactly. not your Robin Williams. Like, I don't, like, the Robin Williams, the Carrie Fishers, the Harrison Fords, even though Harrison Ford, I think, you know, he's, he is in his, he's, uh, how is he not dead? <laughs> he, I mean, he, he was in a plane crash. I know. And he's still, he's still alive. Well, my, but, like, my brother, and I were talking about this and it's kind of like just simple mathematics is like there was a huge cultural explosion from the sixties and seventies and that was 40 years ago. So that's why we're going to have all these celebrities deaths. That's true. So like, that's true. Yeah, and, and more people are, are famous at that time than ever. And then the baby boomers. And now it's like, 
Yeah. The older our parents get their generation and stuff. And yeah, it sucks. It's there's no rhyme or reason in life why people die. Like, I've had friends die at 20 and it's just oh, fucking sucks. Awful. Yeah. I, and it was, it's, um, I was sad to lose her, but I didn't get emotional about her death. I, I very, when Phil Hartman died when I was very young, I got really emotional about that for some reason. And, and I could see that. Like, I, I think if I was older, uh, his death would have affected me more. But at the time, like, I just kind of knew him from news radio and Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't think I, I, Maybe no I one saw that movie, I've watched but that movie yeah. once. He was like the secret comedian that, that I once. thought only I liked because that's how I was that young. I didn't understand how that worked. Uh-huh. Like, I thought I was sneaking up late to watch Phil Hartman and SNL and no one knew who he was <laughs> in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like my secret guy that no one of my friends knew who he was. And then when he was like murdered, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I I I, kind of, I remember it being a big deal, and I remember it like being something that was talked about. Uh, but like to, it, like I said, for me, the first death that actually affected me was Robin Williams. How old were we? Uh, you thirty? We were thirty when that happened. Uh, yeah, we were about. That was was that two years ago? Yeah, like, yeah. So it was my thirtieth birthday. Yeah, yeah. So what was it was. My, oh, yeah, I was having a party at my parents' house when it happened. I was like, hmm. Eh. Thanks, guys. I was literally making dinner and I, I pull, like I, I happened to be on Twitter or no, I, I, a Twitter alert popped up on my phone saying Robin Williams commits suicide. And I was like, holy shit. And we like we were eating dinner outside and we were talking about it and uh, it was crazy. And I, someone and, else died on my birthday um, that year that Bernie Mac died. There was like three famous people who all died in three. And it was like my friend's birthday, my birthday. And then and I forgot who else, but someone died. On both of our birthdays, so we would always like curse Bernie Mac and Smother Dude because we're just dicks. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but yeah, 2016. I, I have uh, one of my buddies, Garrett, who's the comedian. He made, he put it, he posted on Twitter as like a little joke uh, that there's going to be uh, a lot of college papers in 2017 that are titled "From Prince to Princess Leia: 2016 and the Death of American Pop Culture." Oh God! Because like I that's know. that's. Uh, at Philadelphia is Garrett Smith on Twitter. That's, that's where he brilliant. posted that. But that's a se- but that's like isn't that the shitty thing too? I almost hate when a celebrity dies. I'm like, ugh, Facebook statuses. You don't care, people, or think pieces, which I th- which I I nothing against them, but I just like I, I almost I get sick of it because I'm like I all right. So I saw all this with my brother. So I grew up uh, in the punk rock scene in Connecticut when I was younger, like heavily into yeah. music and like friends with lots of music snubs. And I had friends who I have known for years and we've talked about music to like high fidelity, like level amount, like those like kind of movies, like, you know, just obnoxiously going into music. And I have friends the day that David Bowie died, made these long posts about how much they loved David David Bowie. And I'm like, you motherfucker, you have never said David Bowie's name in front of me. And I have talked to you for like eight hours straight about like dissecting like stupid, like alkaline trio record chords and just not even good bands, just like talking about music extensively. And you've never mentioned that you like David Bowie once until this moment. So sometimes I think people kind of want just the attention. Yeah, oh, totally. And, I uh, and I'll tell you, it. guys, I'm really not this bad. <laughs> well, a little bit. And I'll tell you what, I I think me, I I I think the only other death that happened this year that I commented about that Prince affected me. No, uh, no, no, but affected me, but not like not in the way Robin Williams did, not Shandling? in the way that Carrie Fisher. No, uh, Alan, Alan, um, Alan Rickman. Oh, uh, see, yeah. If they're in a Kevin Smith movie, it will affect me. That's how I was like, oh my god, the guy from Dogma. 
Yeah, and and for me it was more than that. Like it was like holy, like and and not Snape. Like great, I, I, he did have a great decade or whatever of being Snape. But like that's fucking Hans from Die Hard. Like oh Hans McGruber. Uh, <laughs> do you watch Bob's yeah, Burgers? No, I don't. They do a I don't. Die Hard Working Girl musical episode where Gene comes out. He's like, I'm Hans Gruber and I'm grouping or something. I was watching today and it's brilliant. <laughs> I'll have, to, I'll have to watch that episode Sorry, at the very least. That. Yeah, Alan Rickman, uh, that was another one. But he was pretty old too, right? No, uh, he was in his 60s. I don't think he was like – he like there was a bunch of people – I think a lot of the people that died this year, um, the reason it's so shocking is because a lot of them weren't that old. Like they, they – sh- I mean I guess they're all dying because they were all doing drugs 40 years yeah, ago. Yeah, Carrie Fisher was uh, a um, recovering cocaine user. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Star Wars that, seemed to I have love, like kind of a really negative effect on her the way her life went. Yeah, well, she was nineteen, nineteen, uh, and she was the only one who was sexualized. Like Harrison Ford and, yeah. uh, um, God, Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill were fully clothed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. I think men are kind of getting a piece of it if you like kind of see how like we interact on Twitter versus a woman, a, a good looking a woman on Twitter. But she was doing that yeah. in the '60s, where it was like, but with being a nineteen-year-old girl. And people yeah, just harassed yeah. her. Yeah, you know she has yeah, a dog and, named and, Gary Fisher. Isn't that the funniest thing in the world? It's fantastic. That's, that should yeah, explain Carrie Fisher as a nutshell. She's that kind of lady yeah. that she named her dog yeah, Gary. And it's, and it's so like I'd say so this year I may have thrown out random RIPs for a lot of the people that like that passed away this year. Oh yeah, me too. Um, I'm, I'm a hypocrite, by the way. Because because <laughs> Matt, but like. I think uh, Alan Rickman was the only one I threw out like multiple tweets for today. Uh, I, I I had like a two part tweet that I sent out for Carrie Fisher. You got to, um, uh, and that's like, uh, like definitely. I mean, I would say I guess part of it's like uh, you know seeking attention, but it's also like for me, like especially with Carrie Fisher, especially with Robin Williams is so far the only one, and who who knows what happened in the next couple of days with Carrie Fisher. But Robin Williams, I wrote like a like a two page. Uh, blog post about um, like I was I was really fucked up by it Dude, and, you gotta listen like, to his Marin interview man you have to I, uh, you know what I, and you're not the first person to say this and so I should and I don't mean that like you won't give you any closure I just I think it was nice to hear him as a person for an hour and just talk about yeah. everything well that's what I like that and I don't know why I don't listen to Marin because like that's totally the show that I like like that's what I want this show to be where it's yeah. just like we're sitting around bullshitting for the last hour and plus minutes and it's not like there's no agenda behind it really no. um yeah it's, it's a good it's show very, but it's it's I'm probably like you're like me it's just there's just not enough hours in the day yeah, there and because there is so much. That's the, that's the only problem with new media is that there's so much of it you don't know what to go after. No, uh, and it's 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 like I I mean I'm gonna pull up my if I have enough juice in my in my phone here I'm gonna pull up uh, the the podcast that I have uh, in my unplayed episodes list. Uh, first of all, when I move the little bar, it is about. Uh, a quarter of an inch long meaning i have episodes that go back a very long time uh but i have uh i'm in the middle of listening to tell him steve dave i have to catch up on this feels terrible i'm an episode behind uh magic a quest for magic and steel i like to movie movie um the ford cast a harrison ford podcast 
uh, 25 o'clock pod, uh, after six, let's chat, uh, with Revel and friends, um, answer machine podcasts. Uh, oh God, what's this one called? Uh, blacklisted. Uh, and this is just like what I'm like, there's plenty more that if I go further down, this makes me happy tattooed banana like that i just like it stopped updating because i haven't been listening what's that tattooed banana these are good yeah i had them on the show they were really fun i Uh, think i tried to set something up with them and then i probably i think i dropped the ball to be quite honest yeah i don't they they i don't think they don't seem the type that would like like drop the ball there they were definitely cool that was me (laughs) it was me i'm pretty Um, sure i just forgot to write back to them yeah so sorry guys yeah they're they're cool guys uh Oh, uh, the after six guys are really cool too. Like they, um, so, so I really enjoy the, this type of show, the interview type show or the long form conversation. But I think my favorite type of show overall is what like tattoo bananas do do and what, uh, after six do it's where like two friends just sit around and talk. And that all stems to Kevin Smith. Like that's just like Smodcast. Smodcast for me, like Smodcast is just two friends sitting around talking. Um, like that's, I've tried to recreate Smodcast where it's me and my friends who like we should be doing silly sh- shit like that, like where we just start going off and doing voices. And when we sit down in front of a microphone, all we do is have a conversation. We don't actually like go on goofy tangents or, or anything like that. Off mic all the time we do. As soon as we turn the mic on, we don't. Uh, Fat Man on Batman um, is is what inspired this show. It's got this a little more news oriented. Yes. The, the the original incarnation of Fat Man on Batman, which was just Kevin Smith, uh, and it was interviewing people within the Batman community, um, that was the original sh- concept that inspired Everything is Awesome. Oh. Originally, this show was called Crooner Studios Presents, and it was going to be ju- me just talking to other podcasters. And at the time, that's going back almost three years ago now, I didn't know about Philadelphia Podcasting Society. Potter and Family wasn't a thing, or maybe it was, and I didn't know about I it. I don't think so. And, maybe not. And, and I was like, there's no like, there's no way I can successfully do a show week in and week out with just podcasters. I need to broaden this to like talk to just whoever. Like, let's talk to actors. Let's talk to authors. Let's talk to musicians. And like to the, like to the point where I'll talk to like a friend who's just like ha- has no fame whatsoever or does nothing, has no agenda, but has an awesome story or an awesome conversation or whatever in them. Uh, I'll talk to anyone really on this show. Uh, and that's and so so it all stems from that Fat Man on Batman uh, episode. We totally uh, set out to do the exact same thing, which is so funny. Yeah, and well, and and I and I, I say this a lot um, when I when I get into this conversation. Probably said it on on the episode that I was on on your show, but like Jeff Stormer from Party of One podcast. Um, he said it perfectly. Someone asked him why he does his show, uh, and he does a, a, a two player tabletop podcast. And uh, he said, I just wanted to find, I wanted an excuse to play more tabletop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fucking genius. Like yeah. that's, that's what this show is. My show is just an excuse to find more and more people to talk to more interesting people, more friends to talk to and have. Interesting- yes, exactly. Like real, like it's, like, that's- ultimately, especially as life go- goes, I hate being when you get older, but like, you know, as things progress, it's harder to talk to people. Uh, and the, I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's cool. And then it's cool to use it as it'll be like, I like this show and I can, 
or movie or podcast and now I can be a part of it or connect with someone who was a part of something I love. Like I talked to someone who was in the force awakens. Like that was fucking awesome. Oh, I mean, they, that is awesome. They had like a tiny, 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 tiny role, but you know, they got to be Doesn't part of something. Huge. Awesome. Yeah. I'll yeah. Ask no, her yeah. Show too. Anna Maria. She's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that's yeah, we're gonna talk Twitter's briefly great. after this recording. She was on uh, yeah, the Lost at Home podcast, so that just yeah, dude, just listen to podcasts, hear a guest, and then tweet the person. Hey, I heard you on the show. Would love to have you on mine. And oh, sometimes that... it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that's I. I actually was thinking today. I was like, I'm just gonna go down his list and cherry pick people I want. Dude, write and, to me and, afterwards and... who you want, and I'll see because some people's email I have, some of them are just Twitter. Oh, and always just be, I, that's very cool yeah like i do i have friends i'm like oh i just had this person on just tell them that you you heard them and you liked it and ask them on and you know i can't guarantee what will happen but yeah. who knows why people say yes but yeah i know well that's the thing like i it's funny because i had uh someone come to me and say how'd you get aaron mcgathy on your show and i told him what i did and they're like yeah we did the same thing we didn't get a response it's timing and i was like well when did you email it and, and that's what I said. I was like, well, well, when did you email her? Oh, about like six months ago. I was like, in the middle of her divorce? Yeah. She didn't respond in the middle of her divorce. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, now's the time to t- email her. Yeah. So I was talking to uh, the producer, uh, David, who's, for a future episode he's coming on. Uh, recently, we did record the other day for, uh, if you're, do you listen to the Unwritable Rant? Uh no I I, get, I know like, them though they get actual celebrities on there which kind of blows my mind okay and he's like yeah we just find PR and people and uh we ask we wait to the person we want is going on some sort of promotional tour and we reach out and I was like oh it's just that easy oh, he's like yeah too. yeah so, huh that's what I've been doing wrong <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty genius that's a good idea um, but I'm also not after know, names like I. I I've also been no, criticized yeah. for my show's lack of consistency because it can be hard to market or brand. So when you're not trying yeah. to make money off it, it's kind of more – it's easier because like I could I, – I just ha- I could have like a scientist on and then the next person's like an actor and then the next episode might be my friend or, or a fellow podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> we are literally doing the same yeah. show. It's, so sometimes it's, it's good and I, I am trying to do a little – I try to like in my head I have consistency where I'll try to put like two or three in a row – and then I like, well, my favorite TV shows, I love episodes are my favorite episodes of TV shows are the ones where they like, like in West Wing, they would do like the whole season and then they would do like a one off documentary series. And like, I love that episode, even though it doesn't fit their format. It was my favorite one. So I'm just such a fan of taking the mold and kind of bending and breaking with it, which. Well, and, and going going with that, like, like the some of my favorite episodes of like uh guy or uh, girl on guy are, are not the ones where she has a huge name yeah no same it's here. like she did one with her mom oh i haven't listened she did one to with it her yet. mom very yeah. recently and that was fantastic a fantastic listen um and i mean and and the one after that she did with uh charlie's um the uh the theron yeah charlie's theron the, on the podcast yeah, that was her. That was her most recent one. I was like, "Holy shit, that's a like that seems like a big name." But like, they are apparently really good friends now. So like, uh, but like, I I tell you what, the conversation with her mother was more interesting than the one with Charlize. Um, Dude, the lesson I learned, um, I I learned this from the Nerdist podcast, which I absolutely love. When they had Harrison Ford on, and it fucking sucked. That. Oh, did I, it was did it? terrible. They'll they'll admit it because hair. And I was like, oh, so sometimes it's about a name to pull you in to download it, and then sometimes 
it just and and it made me feel so good it made me feel so wonderful because i've listened to their episodes of just them and i love it and i think that was a huge inspiration for me i don't know if i had a show at the time but i remember listening to it and being like oh all right so big names don't always equal good and sometimes it's the bigger the name the worse it is like when they had tom cruise on because you could tell this is like a person who's still protecting they're still acting like i don't know they it didn't feel like a genuine person like that's why comedians are great because they're like whatever you want to hear let's have a true well and yeah and and like it's one thing for like harrison ford or tom cruise to go on a late night show because that's a format that is is molded to fit them to fit the the celebrity fake whereas a podcast is very intimate like it is it's caveman it's like sitting around a fire yeah, and 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 the people like a person who watches, and, and I love Conan, I love Fallon, I, I love, um, I love all these guys on, on late night. But like, you're on something, you're on a, a television box that literally almost everyone in the world has access to, and and if you have a TV. Literally, if you have a TV, you have access to Jimmy Fallon because he's on broadcast television. So like you have the potential to have every single person that owns a TV to watch your show. But if you're hosting a podcast, people like I, people are seeking everything is awesome is out. People are seeking. Let's chat with rebel and friends out. Like Mm. it's yeah, you might be doing some advertising and you're gaining some listeners that way, but it's not like we, like you, we work for our audience more than any other medium really. Oh, and so you might get less people to listen to it or watch it but the people who will retain i'm more likely to yeah. go see a movie now if i hear the actor director on a podcast than a commercial or a late night segment it, it creates well, and, a different and, relationship yes exactly it's it's a much more intimate relationship because not only whether whether it's as a as a fan of a podcast like i'm seeking and i may i, I may have been recommended to listen to it or i may have found it and said hey that looks good but like I, I seek it out week in and week out. I may be subscribed to it, but like I still have to pick and choose which podcast I'm going to listen to uh, out of the 35 that I have on my on my phone. Like yeah. I still need to say, okay, I'm going to listen to this one today. Um, so like I need to get on the whole the on the process of listening at 1.5 speed so that I can get through it quicker because it's just insane. So not making- but it's it's. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say so, like, but but I, it's just the the point is, podcasts are great. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm trying so to. I, do. I'm I, without us probably. I'm assuming falling into an echo chamber, so I don't want to make it about the election. But the thing that kind of surprised me about the 2016 election that neither can any of the candidates didn't rely more on podcasting. Well, I know Hillary Clinton made a podcast that I, I don't know the numbers, but it was not really received very well because uh, it was just stupid. Uh, like. Like when Obama went on WTF, that got a million downloads in the first 24 hours. Like how can yeah, – and yeah. I, don't, I mean I'm not a campaign manager and I don't – maybe there's reasons not to. But in my head, like if you're a, a Gary Johnson or a Jill Stein or someone small like trying to – or even like a Hillary and you're just trying to get your message out there to a different audience, how is not going on like the Katie Couric podcast or WTF or just something – because you know they're, they're gonna let you control your image and edit like show your human side like i i don't i think that was a fail on in, in, in uh, i won't say his name fuck that guy 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I just don't understand how that wasn't a part of it. Like, I'm like, this is such a huge thing. Like when Obama went on WTF, I think whatever your thoughts on him were, you might at least know him as a person. You, you can melt, you could still call him a Muslim and think he was born in uh, Kenya, but you know him a little better. Well, uh, Obama, Obama was like, he, he just knew the, well, it turned the, out his, his uh, like he knew the young people. Uh, it turned out one of his staff members listened to WTF and was a huge fan. And I think they also, you know, they waited till he was almost out of office towards you know second term. But yeah, that's what they said he was just trying to reach more young people. And that was, I know people who hate Obama and listen to that episode. God, I would listen to Trump if I could if he would have an honest, just like I just want to know you as a person. I like hearing about him and Michelle when they're dating and, and like stories about that and how he loved Dick Gregory. I'm like, he felt like a guy and I loved it. I just, I want to, I loved it so much. It's, it's, I think me and my buddy had this conversation about the, just the election in general. And it's, we're getting to a point where it's, it, it, we're, we're not in a broadcast world anymore. Like it's not, it's it's a no one wants to admit it. I I know it. I think I think Obama was like he he kind of took the step into admitting that like new media is, is the future. Like that's where your young people are. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't like there should be more YouTube, Netflix, uh, podcasts, Twitch, whatever. Like there should there should be more done towards that. If you're because sp- first of all. If you're throwing all this money towards whatever bullshit you're throwing money towards, it's not going to cost you that much more. If anything at all, you could make a podcast for like a hundred bucks. Yeah, you you don't even you. I guarantee you that whatever smartphone they have, whether it be iPhone or or whatever, I think some government. I think like you have to have a BlackBerry because of the security. Not anymore. I don't know if that government is notorious slow. For uh, yeah. to tech change, but yeah, rent a studio and then like craft your. I I don't know it. I think starting her own podcast was a terrible idea because it came off very contrived and you controlling the story. No, and I I don't think that's yeah. I don't think that's what they should have been doing at all. I think it it's, did it's not like, do well. That was uh, uh, just uh, yeah. You went on Jimmy Fallon. That's great and all, but like, and and you certainly should do that. You should certainly go on on the late night circuit, but like, go on the podcast circuit too. And obviously, you're not going to be on Everything Is Awesome or, or or Let's Chat with Revel and Friends, but go on Mark Marion, go on Aisha Tyler, go on some of these higher profile. There's some podcasts. political ones, and yeah, it yeah, it, like, it, it, it kind of struck me as odd. Well, yeah, here's another thing of like conservative media is very um, talk radio is huge and conservative. I mean, if you ever drive anywhere, there's conservative talk radio anywhere in the country every hour, every day. A podcast is basically that. So like, how is this not yeah. more? How are they not more for older people? Like it makes so why, why is there not? I don't know. Who, like the like Glenn Beck can exist in his own little biosphere Glenn Beckism through the podcast. Like he's a genius. Like he's doing great work. I don't agree with, but he's doing stuff that is great for what he he's taking. He's doing what we're saying, but just taking it and bring it to his audience directly. I was like, how is, how are the bigger name politicians not doing that? How is like the smaller ones who can't like, if you're Gary Johnson and Jill Stein and you can't get into the debate, the night of the DNC or the RNC debate, make a Facebook live and debate each other done. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 
it, it it was something that I think was missed out on. And I think it's part of the reason why I, I don't think the focus was on young people. No, we were left uh, out like of Obama had. Completely. Yeah, Obama, Obama, like the Obama elections had the highest young people turnout. Yeah, and there was uh, now I, I went and voted. Yeah, I went and voted, oh, I voted. because I personally, I, I personally every didn't election, want local, state, every. I'm, yeah. I do them all. I think. I think the only election I well no I only do like the presidential I'm a bad American I only do you're better the, than some the, everyone has every, yeah exactly and and I like and honestly I mean really the ones that I should be more worried about are the the local and state yeah. ones but we're not here to, to get into uh, that conversation today yeah again it's an echo chamber I also agree with you <laughs> no one wants to hear that yeah but like but the but um. I don't know what I'm saying. Fucking fuck Trump is what I'm saying. Okay. It's, yeah, that's not even worth funny. going down that path because it's like I also agree. It, what are we gonna do? What What are we gonna say that hasn't been said? Yeah, it's funny. I because at the uh, Philadelphia Podcast Fest, I had a couple uh, Trump jokes, uh, thinking like I just like the rest of the world, like was like he's not gonna win, so like we have nothing to worry yeah. about. So Oops. going back to uh, going back to tattooed moms uh, on January 29th, uh, there's it's got to be echoed that I fucked up. That it's I'm taking blame for the it's Trump win. <laughs> yeah, but My politicians fault. like everyone like it's funny. It just took like new media or media to kind of catch on, which then that, I guess allowed the Mark Marins and the, the that stuff to explode. But it's funny like it takes big companies years to to notice and sometimes you could see when they're not done right when they're really just like oh this is a thing and then they pop up and disappear yeah, there's been some pretty big uh, famous people who've had podcasts that disappear quickly yeah well so 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 i had um i think i heard this from jason ashley uh from too cool for tabletop but there's these this podcast there's these stats out there for podcasts that everyone that starts one uh Maybe fifty percent of them hit ten episodes. Oh, I've I've um, seen some of those stats of like there's and, hundreds of thousands of on iTunes that just yeah. Dude, I've started those podcasts. And, yeah, me too. I I, I agree. Uh, and and add well, I don't think I think I've always made it to ten episodes. But out of those fifty percent that hit ten episodes, like even a smaller percentage hit fifty episodes. Yeah. And I've been part of that number where I don't hit that number. Uh, and, and I'm God damn it. This podcast is hitting that number, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so many, there's, there's that, it seems so easy. And I think that's why a lot of people say I'm going to start one, but once you start doing it, you realize, oh, there's a lot of work to go into this or you go into it thinking I'm going to have instant fame. I'm going to have instant, I'm going to make money off of this and you, and, and you don't. And I think that's the huge mistake a lot of podcasters go with, like a lot of yeah. newbie podcasters. I heard Joe Rogan it. say it took him four years to get where he was four years ago. And I was like, all right, I'll stick it up. I don't know why I stuck with it. But it's one of the very few things in my life that I started that I kept with because I just love it. And there's just nothing more to it. Yeah. I well, love and, and I did the, – the longest run of uh, episodes I did was uh, Happy Hour was a podcast I did. That went, I think, 150-some episodes. Yeah. Uh, and then I was part of this other podcast called Stabcast. Now I feel like I was part of that for 200 episodes, uh, but I don't think that's accurate because I started that a couple weeks into Happy Hour. Now, unless I unless I missed a couple weeks here and there that I forget about with Happy Hour, uh, maybe that's accurate. But yeah, I mean, I was 
I would say if I was with Happy Hour for 150 plus episodes, I was with uh, the Stabcast for 120 plus episodes. How many podcasts have you been uh, on? I have been on. I say more more than I, I probably average more than one a year in my in my nine and a half Damn, years. That's so because cool. because I I ran my own network for a while. Yeah, so that like, sounds like a hard work job. Aside, Oh my god! And I was on every show, so that's that was the issue. Um, so the only show I was on that wasn't part of my own my own network was the Stabcast. That show, I remember um, that show too. I remember the, seeing it on Twitter all the time. Oh really? Yeah, that's what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I, I was part of the like Stabcast. Probably follow each other. Yeah. I well, see, I I was just so the, my very first podcast was Happy Hours Steel Tip, uh, and then after eighteen weeks of that, me and the producer uh, just we 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 bumped heads, created differences. Uh, I was an asshole, he was an asshole, whatever you want to say. Uh, we we went different ways. They him and and one of my buddies that was also a producer on that show started uh, the Stabcast. I started Creepcast. Creepcast did not last long. The Stabcast lasted forever. Uh, I want to say around episode 80 of, of the Stabcast, I, I had started talking to those guys again. Uh, I said, listen, I don't want to start a show called Happy Hour without your consent. Can I start Happy Hour with your consent, please? Uh, and, they, and, and the dude said, yeah, go ahead, do it. Uh, by the way, like Jonesy, he stopped doing the show a little while ago. Uh, the guy that replaced Jonesy, he, he's gonna he's getting ready to leave. Until I find a new co-host, can I contract you out five weeks at a time? I was like, totally, totally. And that turned into like, a, you know, just a, a we'll say for ease's sake, like 180 episode arc uh, of me being part of that show. I mean, there was that show sadly ended about a year and a half ago, I think. Oh, damn. Um, but like that, there was the Jonesy era. There was the 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 Bruce W slash Stick Cam era. Uh, and then there was like the longest era was the steel tip era. And that was me. Like I, I used to, I used to wrestle as steel tip. So I did podcasting as steel tip. Um, but I, I was the longest co-host on that show. I think the second longest co-host may have been the guy who replaced me when I left, but, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was just such a, like a nut show. We, we were on stick cam. I like we helped define the produced show on stick cam, um, it, when they got they got on stick cam because of Bruce W and his good looks, but we stayed on stick cam because of like our humor mm, and my humor. That's awesome. Stuff. So so like it was like and like that's this like that's stick cam reached out to me and said, hey, we know that you do this Walking Dead show. Can can we not pay you, but can we feature you on the on the site because we would like to have our own version of the Talking Dead? And I was like, of course you can. And then we got the cease and desist from AMC uh, to not do our show anymore. Uh, that's pretty so, funny that they even found out about you. Uh, well, it's kind of my fault because um, Nerdist was doing um, a live podcast with Chris Hardwick, obviously, in Philly. So I emailed the dude, uh, Chris Hardwick, or whoever checks his Facebook, and said, hey, man, uh <laughs> Love your show. Love The Walking Dead. Love The Talking Dead. Funny story. I do a podcast kind of like your show, uh, except I've been doing it longer. And I uh, would love to open for the Nerdist podcast uh, at the truck or whatever. And then literally less than 24 hours later, I got a cease and desist. Because of the same name or the content? No, we because uh, in the t so our show was, mind you, 
one of our good friends uh, that we made while doing the podcast did a podcast called The Walking Dead Podcast. Um, mind you, on iTunes, there was also The Talking Dead that was not The Talking Dead from AMC. Oh. Uh, we we were The Walking Dead Zomcast. And they could shut uh, you was down because of, of that? They can threaten to shut you mm. down, and that could be scary enough to say, well, fuck it, I'm going to just be... Now, it <clears throat> it didn't shut us down. All I did was like now, like now what we, we I, I'm relaunching it because I just, every time I watch the walking dead, I want to talk about it. So I, as I said, in part one of this episode, we've relaunched it with this dude, um, Steve from, uh, this, the Saturday detention podcast. Uh, and, and him and I are co-hosting what we just call the Zomcast now an unofficial. That's the thing that I do now with podcasts that I do or, or produce, uh, that are, are about a, a television show is it's got to be in the title, the name of the, sh- the podcast, an unofficial Walking Dead podcast, oh, an unofficial yeah. Once Upon a Time podcast, because I'm not going to deal with that sis- cease and desist bullshit anymore. Maybe just don't email them directly and tell them you're doing it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, that still exactly. Sucks. That was my fault. Yeah, but who I would have never thought that would even happen. I thought they would be happy. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. Um, who knows? Uh, but anyway, uh, before we, we wrap this show up, uh, because I forgot that, like, no, not everyone's a late cat like me. <laughs> and, no, not anymore, man. Uh, Old eight or nine to five yeah. gigs do that to you. I used to work um, it's, every other hour of the day except the ones where people are, are at work. And now yeah, I'm like, yeah. become one of those people. Yeah, no, I, I was when I, when I did the installs for like Wawa's and stuff, uh, was when um i would work overnights and whatnot yeah, so like for a while. i i probably just got to like a normal schedule where i get sleepy around 10 p.m now yeah. uh like a year ago uh but uh i still kind of, like it, i still like i i just need to accept that i'm not i can't if i'm gonna wake up at 5 30 every morning i got to uh, i gotta go to bed at, at 11 or whatnot but i also like i don't think about time when i do the podcast uh, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wake up at five thirty so that I can, um, so that I can, uh, like usually clean up a little bit or, or, or do dishes or just do something random that I forgot to do the night before. Damn, you are a superman. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, so I operate usually on about four to five hours of sleep and then I catch up sometime over the weekend if my kids will allow me to, um, but uh, before I let you go, uh, this is, you know, because we've talked before, I think it's one of the podcasts where we don't really do the interview part, really. Yeah. But I do want to I do want to add the only other question I guess I have for you is, is what made you decide to start your podcast? Like, what is your podcast origin point? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of uh, selfish and vain other than I loved podcast and I was like, this is the one art form I could do. Um, I wanted to be on a podcast and there was no reason I should ever be on one. And, uh, the reason I ended up, uh, someone I'm still friends with, but her ex-boyfriend and I ended up, uh, be, we used to work to get, uh, for the same agency and we were in a training together and we were talking, you know, this is what, three years ago, three, four years ago. So it was, they're very popular, but not, they were not as common now so if you met someone who listened to something you listened to it was kind of a big deal 
Uh, I mean, people were out yeah. there, but for me, it was a big deal to meet someone. So I think he basically did a Facebook status, like looking to start a podcast. And um, so I think it was our version of that. Uh, so we met on Facebook. Yeah, let's do it. And for some reason, he was a really good doer at starting things, which I'm not. But I'm good at like <laughs> continuing things going forward. And he was not. Yeah. So that kind of worked out. And then I don't know why I just kept going with the origins. But I don't know. I just... I'd never had that sensation in my life. I'm like, I think I could do this and I would probably be good at it and it's fun. And I'm a, uh, definitely an extrovert. I, uh, so I moved to Providence like five, six, five years ago. And it was also a way to, it really was a way to start just to make friends. I think ultimately to meet more people outside of my work. And I, I was actually, I was talking about this, I was thinking about this the other day. One of the things, I didn't have any hobbies at the time. I used to work two, three, four jobs at a time. And then I got down to like one job. And I would go to bed every night and I was just started working for this, like mental in the mental health field, like just thinking about work every night. And then uh, huh. having the hobby kind of helped my self-care and my happiness because I can go to bed and not and turn off my brain about work and just focus on the show and have that be my fun yeah. stress is what I call it. And it, yeah. I think that was another piece of it was just like I needed a hobby. I think I could do it. And it all just kind of came together and. I can't believe it's gone this long. I swear to God. And then there's some moments I'm like, I'm just getting going. I'm I'm never stopping. And there's other moments I'm like, I think I should wrap the show up. How do I end it? So it depends on which week you catch <laughs> me. So some days I have like, uh, the world is my oyster. This is gonna be the biggest podcast you'll ever get. And then other days I'm like, I'll see if my my idiot friend will come on. I don't have a guest this week. <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the roller coaster that like all indie podcasters at least have is like all right like i, I mean I, like i said i hit that wall in november like when, when my uncle passed i was like oh i just i can't do it and like i mean i just literally i threw it up on twitter saying listen I, they're not going to get anything for a couple of weeks it's you know uh, it will be explained in time and whatnot and um and it is something that like as someone who's been doing it for nine and a half years like it's something that um as a creative person like you just get that itch like if you stop doing it for x amount of time like i guarantee you you stop doing let's chat today like within within six months tops yeah i'd start it back you'd up you'd start having that itch. Like, yeah like i need whether you start up that podcast or you do something different like i have this like i really want to do a tabletop podcast but like i have such uh specifics that i want to do like i want like i listen to this podcast called campaign podcast it's a uh it's a star wars uh, edge of the empire uh like D type game with mm, their own it's really not cool. D rules but it's it is oh my god all right have you seen rogue one i'm actually going tomorrow okay so, uh, I mean, it's nothing like Rogue One, but it is like Rogue One. Like they, it, the the campaign podcast is the story of these people stealing plans for the murder ball, as they call it, the Death Star. Uh, but it takes place uh, whatever year it is when Luke and Leia are about five years old. So it's not like so. So Rogue One takes place about 14 years after that okay uh so like so like they try to keep things in canon like they're they the this campaign podcast like they make sure everything kind of stays they try not to screw with star wars canon so like if there's like for instance they can't go and find luke on tatooine and kill him like they can't do that uh 
but they they do have fun it's just such a fun podcast every most of the people involved are like either lifelong like tabletop players so they really get what rpg is about uh or or they're like improvers they're, they're in chicago so they're chicago improvers oh man uh so it's just really really funny and like that's what i want to do i'm like let's just make something that's super funny and like everyone around me is like why do we want to podcast our D game and i'm like because it's awesome just do it and i can't get anyone to do it yet so it's uh, hard to rely on others the way i, I think that's why it's so easy to have a podcast yeah. solo and book a guest because it's like well and, and that that's why I foresee like, so for the first, we'll say eight and a half years of me doing a podcast or doing podcasting, I had, I had like, we'll say 10 shows and now I've been doing everything is awesome for the last year, uh, the last year. And, um, it's, I feel like this is the one that like, it's what, that it's going to go forever. Like, I don't feel this one ending. It may take little breaks here and there. Like I may drop from doing 52 episodes a year to like, I'm going to go down to like, I'm going to take a couple weeks off here and there. So it might be like 48 episodes a year. I think I should start doing that, man. I I put this pressure on myself for absolutely no reason. Well, so what we used to do, like for the stab cast, I was contracted for, I think like, I think it was about 45 episodes a year. So I was like, it was, there were certain weeks where I knew I wasn't like, Hey, I'm taking Christmas off. I'm taking new year's off. Like there was the holidays that we got off. And then there, then there was like two weeks that was built in for me to say, "Hey, I'm going on vacation. I can't be there." So, so that was like always kind of my number was like, "I'm going to, I'm going to do 45 to 48 podcasts a year." Now that I'm doing everything is awesome. It's like I want to do 52 a year. I want to do one every week, and um, and all my all my specials. And that bonus I episodes. Do. So like, I feel out. like that. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's going to die down. Uh, in in. I think in 2017, I, I want to be more consistent so that, so I want to at least do 52, uh, normal episodes and have them released on time. And then I'll have my bonus episodes that I want to do, which right now is definitely going to be Robin Williams and Christmas and we'll, and maybe a Carrie Fisher one. We'll see. That's, that's, but, smart. um, yeah, so I, I, I don't, and then I eventually, like I said, I figure I'll probably dip down from that um because i also love the idea of doing more live shows like i, I want to do ideally six live shows a year i think that, is like that intrigues little... me do you think if if they were yeah. possible if you could quit your job and tour would you oh if i could do that in a heartbeat and i and i would in a heartbeat uh I, but i think what i need to do is i need to become a filmmaker first to, to do that have a reason. uh and have a name yeah a draw besides the yeah. show itself yeah, and, and that's also part of 2017 is like, okay, like here's three things I want to do. Podcast, consistency. Uh, I wanna f- I'm want i working on a novel. That's going to get published in 2017. I'm working on a screenplay. That's going to get filmed in 2017. Or that's going to get completed in 2017 and hopefully plans to film it in 2018. So like there's all these like things that I'm setting up to hopefully so you're like, like. a true creative person. Like the podcast is the most creative yeah. thing I do. Yeah, no, I, I would say that the podcast is probably the most creative. Th- uh, yeah, I, I still think it's the most creative thing I do because it's the only thing that I actually do and publish. Like, I have a bunch of things written that have never been truly published. Um, but I, I'm, I, I was in November. November is a uh, National Novel Writing Month. Uh, oh yes, yes, and yes. there's a website. Is that what you write a yeah, novel? So there's, 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Fifty thousand words in the in the month of November. How many words and, a day uh, has that work out to be? It's about. Uh, I think it's a sixteen hundred sixty-seven, something like that. Jesus Christ! And uh, this year was the year. I was like, I want. Yeah, this is the year that I'm going to do it. This is the year that I'm going to I'm going to hit fifty thousand words. It's only the second year I did it, but this is the year I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to write fifty thousand words this year, and then like uh, six days in is when my uncle passed away, and three days in is when I found out like it's you know it's 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 going to happen. Like he's not going to be around. So um, so uh, I did not finish that goal. Uh, and uh. But then I said, "All right, in December I'll hit, I'll hit that, I'll hit those fifty thousand words." And of course, we we uh, did not. So, uh, or I'm not going to because I haven't been writing much at all in in December. But um, it's so that's like all become my 2017 goal. So yeah, I guess I am more creative than just the podcast. But like the only thing that I publish is the podcast. Yeah, well, there's the creative side and the business side, and they don't always mix, right? Like it's hard. Yeah, and it's like it's it's always it's especially hard with um life the uh life with like life. I mean, I have two kids. My son's gonna be five in about two Aww, weeks. Oh, that's a fun my, age. My daughter. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Boy and a girl. Uh, that's adorable. Yes, my daughter is two and a half. Oh, yeah, I have a nephew who's two and a half, and I, or almost three. And I was playing with him over Christmas. Just oh my god, he's so fun. But God, it's yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, you know what? She's, um, she kind of, I think has already, she hit that. At, I don't, I think she's past that point. She, she does throw temper tantrums every now and then, but, um, my son is at that like five angel or four angel, yeah. uh, portion of it. Like he ha- is like the last month or so. It's like, Oh my God, I just want to punch you in the That's face, funny. but like, I can't. Because they'll take me take you away from Dude, me. We got a like, uh, that girl onesie for our daughter, our future, our daughter who's due in oh. May, and it's the cutest thing. I'm oh, ever okay. Like, yes, what a good time to have kids, right? All that stuff is popular. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so cool to have like and like as much as my son wants to like he always like wants to like watch these geeky things with me now and whatnot. Like I can totally tell he's gonna be more like his mom and not give a fuck about it. Yeah. Ah. Uh, well, I mean, Ducktales was being rebooted. Oh, I can't wait! I am hoping that he falls in love with I know, that. I saw that voice cast. Uh, it was like it was all people I love. Oh my god! Like David Tennant, Ben uh, Shorts, uh, uh, Kate McCucci, uh, yeah, the yeah. SNL guy, uh, uh, Bobby Moynihan. It was mostly uh, comedians. Uh, Bedford Community. Yeah, dude. Uh, d- oh, uh, and Danny, Danny Pudi. That's his name. Yeah, like him. I, when I saw, the first person I saw in that video was what Ben Schwartz. Yeah, and right? Ben Schwartz, and you're just and what are you doing? I'm like, me? oh my. god. God, I was like, you're in it, and like Danny Putty's in it, and or Pooty, and and then when they showed that David Tennant was Scrooge, that, I'm like, like you, oh, that's perfect. That blew my fucking mind. I I am so excited. For, I'm probably more excited for that than my kids will be. Ducktales holds uh, up. I, I watched that as an adult. I still like that. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but I I can see it. I can see it holding the up. The DVDs I, it was are pretty good. Such a good show. I have some of the DVDs. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that's the one good thing about kind of like the reboots and whatnot. Like I was thinking about it the other day because my son got um, a a uh, T Rex uh, Zord or what? What are they, the, the what do they call it from Power Rangers? The Zoids Zords? Uh, Power uh, the Rangers. Megazord? I barely remember. 
Yeah, it, it, but the, like the new Power Rangers movie is coming out, and like he's really into Power Rangers. That, he watches that, it on that Netflix. Preview, I saw a movie with my brother, and I saw a movie together, and we saw the preview for this movie, and we got really into it. And all of a sudden, it was like it ended up being Power Rangers, and it really threw us for a loop. Yeah, it, it's. I'm pretty excited for that movie. I can't. My kid can't go see it. Like that's not a five year old. No. Power, like I can. Wa- I can show him the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie from the nineties and, and be fine with don't that. Do that to him. He's better than that. <laughs> I was a kid and saw that and I knew it was garbage. Um but yeah, I mean that the turtles, uh there's all yeah, this like stuff the that's turtles. like coming back. You know, I went to Rhode Island Comic Con this year and um I was in the line for the panel to see Eleven from Stranger Things and then there was a line behind our line for the panel afterwards and it was Power Rangers and it sold out. Or not sold out, it filled up. I had no idea Power Rangers were that popular. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. I, I it is weird. It's weird that all this stuff that's popular from when I was a kid again, and I love it though. No, it's I think like, it's too. But Power it. Rangers weren't weren't even that good when we were kids. But I loved it for yeah, some reason. Yeah, me too. But I loved I, it like, when I was a kid. I never came back to why. it. So like, I was like, really? Oh uh, no, I yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I watched like the whatever the new version is because that's what's on Netflix right now, yeah. and it's awful. Like, the, like there's like ten Power Rangers. I'm like, what the fuck is it, this? It, there's like some, ten of them in costumes. Dude, life, it's crazy. Um, yeah, it it just it kind of blew my. But I guess that's the thing, right? Like those people who probably sustain careers by just going on the con circuit. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, what's the Green Ranger? Tommy, oh, the or, one who does UFC for Christ. The yeah, White yeah, like that guy, like. Yeah, the white white slash green ranger, Amy like Joe Johnson. He literally played Tommy. Is she still doing it? She was at Rhode Island Comic Con every year I've ever been there. She's there. Oh, but you know what? That was my I, first th- crush. I feel like she's more. She's more recently enjoying like coming like, and I say recently within probably within the last five years. Tommy, like he like that dude played Jason David Frank. He played Tommy for years. Like he was in. He was in Power Rangers. Like, he played a professor. <laughs> like, he Dude, played, like, for, a teacher. That guy's an actor. If you're just like, I need to work, good for him, man. Good for fucking yeah, him. I, I mean, bet he yeah. has, like, the best life, too. Like, he's probably happy. He's not famous, but famous enough in his, you know, he works. And I bet he loves yeah. what he does. And then he probably goes home and has a fantastic yeah. life. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. And I, people I, make fun of I actors. Mean, like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? I'm sure that dude is fucking... Well, enjoying his time he, there and then going home and having a beautiful home yeah. and family and like and he made like, living his best it's life. It's crazy how much money they make at cons. Like Stephen Amell, uh Arrow from Arrow. Oh, he has obviously. his own con. Uh, he has his own con. Yeah, he uh he's the guy behind Air Heroes and Villains con. Oh, he started that? Yeah, it's like his company. He's a, a I heard him on oh. guy. He's a quite a smart businessman as well. Well, I know he started a company that helps manage con events for you. Yeah, yeah. So, so that you can like, yeah. So I know he. I didn't know like that was part of his like an actor. He's like, all right, this this is going good oh, now, but this isn't wow. gonna last forever. And but yeah, yeah. And like, well, he said that he could just leave Arrow and work the con circuit, and and like his what he makes on a weekend is like yeah. way more than his per episode that he makes yeah, isn't that weird but then he's also very good at, he's good at fandom like he gets it or his team gets it he does facebook a lot yeah. my wife loves him obviously and he actually seems like a good dude but he's on facebook live and instagram like he's like 
he gets it, you know, like he, he he's smart, right? He's he's probably playing the long game. Like I like the business side of the stuff too. So I really think he's like a, a guy like he's like, well, my job can disappear to arrow can get canceled tomorrow and I'll still have something to fall back on. And he's so into creating that fandom and he seems to uh, comes off as genuine. I, I don't know him, but it, it really does feel like he genuinely cares. Yeah, no, that whole CW lineup is great. And Stephen Amell, like you were saying, seems like he's great on uh, social media and with the fan base. Um, and I really he's like really built. I mean, I mean, I know yeah. the Berlantis too, but like those crossover, like that whole yeah. universe. I mean, I guess the executives must see it as a cash cow, but it's treated with great art and respect. And I fucking love it. I love all those shows, except yeah. Supergirl. I don't watch as much, but I oh. Do like- my God, really? I, got, I we're about to release. Uh, I think it will release um, probably the week or two before this episode. Uh, I did an invasion special with uh, with Steve from the Saturday Detention podcast, and um, he he feels the same way. He hasn't really watched Supergirl, but they don't really. It's hard for him to watch certain episodes down in Australia. But I uh, I'm a huge fan of the Flash, and I yeah, think Supergirl. See, I think Supergirl feels like a natural extension of the Flash. Of season one Flash, yeah. I just, I love that. I love both the shows. I love seeing the Flash and Supergirl interact. I just, oh yeah, I, no, I loved it, but I just don't watch uh, her show as much. I, I see. I think it's my. I think the Flash is my favorite show. Mine. Followed by Supergirl, followed by Legends, and followed Arrow has become my least favorite. To be, I honest. think everyone's been saying that about Arrow. But season five, what are they in season five now? Season five has turned around. Yeah, it got a little dark. And I also heard some like, you know, they were doing like five TV shows. So it kind of got less attention, but they've done some great action scenes. Yeah. Well, and season last season, season four was like, I forgave a lot of what people were bitching about for season four. But the last episode, the, the season finale was very bullshit like it felt like um the dark knight rises like it felt like they recreated that big battle scene at the yes. end of the dark knight rises it just um it, it's uh, i just i think the flash is better to be honest like, no, just, it's way better and um so i don't know these characters outside of the tv show to be honest like i never read the comics so, like that's not my yeah. world until now so yeah. I, i'm like as an adult finding this stuff so i'm totally on board for everything <laughs> Yeah, well, I um, as far as DC is concerned, and, and uh, even like even with Batman, like, I consider myself a Batman buff, but really, all my Batman history is on based on TV show and like animated, maybe like. googling. Yeah, the animated series is fantastic. Um, but like, and I've read the new Fifty Two Batman. I thought that was really good. Uh, but everything else DC wise, I know nothing. I've never ever like. Death of Superman, I'd read obviously, but aside from and Watchmen, only other DC things I've I've read. Um, everything else is as far as my comic book stuff is 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 Marvel related. Uh, so everything that I'm experiencing through the CW universe uh, is just first stuff. Like Invasion, I lo- I thought it was a great crossover, and like Steve from Saturday Detention was pointing out the things that they missed and whatnot. Yeah, I think there's something nice about being like a new fan because I don't have to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Superhero fans can kind of be comic book fans are easily the comic book guy from the Simpsons. Yeah. Or they just hate everything. And, and I'm a, like, so for instance, like I, someone accused me of being that guy when it comes to the man of steel. And, and I said, 
Yeah, I was like, but see, that's it's not that they change Superman drastically. Like that's not my issue. It's that it's a a a bad movie, and and b like, I don't care. Like, if you want to make it darker, that's fine. But like, the like John, like he would not not save his dad. He would not not save a bus full of children. He would not break someone's neck. Like that's just not Superman. Like it's just because they're not paying attention to the like like in TV they call that the show bible. And it's yeah, just like yeah. they they didn't follow it. Yeah, were they doing that to set up Batman vs Superman? Were they thinking that far ahead? Maybe, but like I now I haven't watched that movie yet. But like I don't know from what I hear that like that the only thing we got out of that was a good Batman. Like you know I I don't know. I've 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 shit on that movie enough. It, it's really bad. <laughs> I will sit down and watch it because I do want to like. I've heard the extended cut makes it like watchable because. Yeah. I've heard from, that too. From my understand, from what I've gathered, and from what I've heard, is the movie kind of falls short on it. Comes down to the editing, where they yeah. just took out certain parts that make the continuity. Because yeah. there's a lot of the movie that just doesn't make any sense. It seems like they cut out any of the story essentially. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like we could probably go another two hours on what's wrong with the DC movie universe. Yeah, um, I, I didn't I'm, see Suicide Squad. <laughs> I, I did not, but I, I just actually for Christmas, I just, so about two weeks ago, I got my Xbox one back from, it broke a few months ago. I sent it into Xbox. They got it back to me and I've repaired about two months, uh, two weeks ago. But for Christmas, my parents got me the new Xbox one S which plays nice. 4k and someone else got me the suicide, suicide, uh, suicide squad movie in 4k. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to set that up. I was going to set that up tonight, but that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but I'm going to set it up so that I can uh, make sure that it works wipe out the old xbox one and yeah, sell yeah. it for for whatever uh and I, i'm gonna watch suicide squad because i had a lot of hope for that and again from what i hear about that movie is that we we got a good harley quinn out of it um, yeah it just seems to come down to editing <laughs> yeah but uh we'll see uh, we'll see again we could do another two hours on how they're failing in their movie universe i think we can just leave it at that like the cd the cw tv universe is fantastic like i love how much tom cavanaugh is an advocate for grant gustin to be in the flash movies he fucking should be i i hate that it's i don't hate that it's the other guy i hate that it's not grant gustin yeah but i guess my brother is like you know what just be happy because they would fuck up the tv show i was like okay that's fair you're true. It, it, that, so I guess that's my that new is, my new thought. I was like, you know what? Leave it alone. This is too. It's too yeah. fucking good for what. It's too good for what you guys have planned. I I agree with Don't that. Don't meddle. Let Berlanti, I, in, in all honesty, what they should do is get fucking Greg Berlanti up in there and get rid of fucking Zack Snyder. Yeah, get Kreisberg. I, I get those dudes making their TV yeah. shows and let them have their alternate version of Flash in the movie sphere. Just maybe yeah. not the same actor, but like someone who just fucking knows and respects that shit. Yeah, and it, well, and it's weird because I was like, Greg Berlanti is the guy that brought us Green Lantern. Like that's yeah. why he he he's like shunned from the movie world now. Is, yeah, is, but is, and then, you know, I've heard him talk about that, and you know, he's like, I wrote it, but you know, what I wanted to make and what came out were not the same thing. Well, yeah, that's what I heard. I heard that that's not like his fault at all. But I think a lot of the executives are, you know, they yeah. just it's it's tough, and I guess there's more creative control probably with the CW. Then yeah. there's like a, a multi-million dollar well, movie. It's like, oh, this is a little and, network that no one knows about. And, and we'll end on this little note about that is that uh, I heard something brilliant. I think it was um, Andrew Kreisberg said on Fat Man on Batman is that they sprinkle in little things early on so that the, the network doesn't say no. 
And then like it all builds. We talked about this earlier in this in, in, in our episode here. Like all these little small things build upon one another to to get to Raj Al Ghul and the League of Assassins that oh. the, the network can't say no. So if you go back and and watch Arrow season one and I don't I forget when when the League of Assassins and Raj were introduced was I don't know if it was season two or three, but if you go back to season one and rewatch up like season one and part of season two or all of season two and see the little references to that, they were building upon all this crap to so that the network eventually can't say no. Impressive. Like, like they can't say no to the Lazarus Lazarus pit now because they've they've built all these little building blocks to get to it. So it's pretty genius how they did it and um and and for to CW's benefit, like it's a big win for CW. So they got what five TV shows out of that one dude? Yeah, five yeah, hits. And, and yeah, five. Uh, is it five? Or is it? It's four plus Riverdale, right? Oh yeah, because he's gonna be doing that too, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's Flash, Legends, Arrow, and Supergirl, Supergirl. and then now Riverdale, and then, and then uh, Riverdale, which looks kind of like Twin Peaks. Uh, yeah, just, and then um, I really like a show. Well, and we gotta wrap it up, but I also like I Zombie, which is not related, but I just really like that show. Is that his or is that? No, it's just a show I like. It is. It's the I've guy watched... who created Veronica Mars. Uh, oh, the, the guy right, and the woman, right. the two people from Veronica but... Mars. But also DC. It is part of the DC. That is a yeah. DC but I don't comic. know if it has anything to do with the comic. Uh, oh, really? It's that. It's that far from. I have no idea. I actually, I just don't know the comic. I just know the TV show. Yeah. It, only, it just kind of feels more. It, it's more of a detective show than it is a zombie yeah. show. I want. I need to binge it because I watched it's the on first. Like, yeah, I watched the. I watched the first ten episodes like week to week when it first came on, and then oh, I just so, dude season two. Trust me, just do it. Trust me. Yeah, they right, do I'm a gonna... legit zombie movie for the season finale. Oh, that's fantastic! Okay, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and binge watch it uh, over the next couple of weeks here. Um, all right, Chris, give out some plugs. Let's let's uh, it's over, it's past midnight for us. Let's uh, let's, right. <laughs> let's let's get yeah, to bed. So, uh, so I have actually I have two podcasts. That's uh, you can tell how much I pay attention to the other one uh, called Sketched Out on TV with my buddy Bubba Wheat from the Filmwise podcast and Flights Tights Movie Nights website. Why am I plugging him? Uh, anyway, uh, we have about five episodes out, and we talk about a specific sketch from different sketch TV shows. My main squeeze is my Let's Chat with Revelin Friends. Uh, I'm on the Core Temp Arts Network, which is fucking awesome. And I'm on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. There's a Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. But uh, I use Twitter way too much. And go back and listen to Kev's episode, and uh, and he will be back on at some point. And yes. Um, I feel like you should just be one of my new go-to random podcast guy oh, who comes totally. on every like few months. Oh, totally. I I love being that guy. I haven't been that guy yet, but I love. I will love being. That I have guy. that with one a couple people, and I've sometimes you. I, I gotta I gotta actually have to give you props because I've had put out maybe a hundred and seventy something episodes, and I have not been on that many podcasts. And you'd be surprised how many people say that they're gonna have you on their show after you have them on, and then never do. But you were even with your 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 family loss with of your uncle you were yeah. for some reason you would still write to me and be like hey man i'm sorry i'm going through some stuff but i'm gonna have yeah. you on i was like oh yeah whatever and i just yeah, like no, yeah. that's nice i'm like you don't have to tell me that you could just say fuck you and never talk to me again and the world will go on but you you said it and it actually happened and i i i really am thankful for that because i really like talking to you when you came on my show so it was really fun yeah yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's. I say this, and I I, I mentioned this in my uh, my Doom Thugs episode, but I like I say Patronus a lot, but like, I it, it is we're like the same uh, same person, let alone the same show. It's weird. Like yeah. it's it's 
really weird. Yeah. So anyone uh, who's had anyone who's had a podcast and hasn't me had on your show, well, I won't say anything bad about you, but come on, hook it up. <laughs> yeah, fuck let's the hook fuck it up, up guys. Um, yeah, it's yeah, funny. I, we I, totally met a random Twitter. I think you were just, or one of us was just like looking for a guest to do a, a, a crossover, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was something like that, or or, or like I and. and I know I was looking to promote, I think, the New York show, and that's, like, what I was all about, like, like a couple months ago, so it was, like, uh, that's so but, funny. yeah, no, yeah, and anytime, like, uh, yeah, you're gonna be a go-to, because, like I said, we got two hours to, to kill on uh, the C, the DC movie yeah, universe. Yeah, and see, and little things will lead to little things, and I have a yeah. ton of fucking people to connect you with, and vice versa, and yeah, beautiful yeah, things will totally. come out of this. I agree. Yeah. And you know, I, that's a, I think what I need to do is instead of trying to form my own podcast network, I need to do what you did and just go find a network to be part of because well, uh, if you're looking, let's work for hit me. me up afterwards. I'll, I'll, I can put a good word into someone. Oh, sweet. Cool. 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 Uh, I, gonna... I need to go to bed. I have a podcast <laughs> in like nine hours. <laughs> okay. In that case, I'm going to let you go. Uh, you can of course find me on Twitter at that nerdy Kev. Yes. That's how much of a Kevin Smith fan I am. I am at that nerdy Kev. Now uh, you can find this show on Twitter at real awesome podcast. Uh, you can find us on patreoncom slash uh, awesome podcast. Yes, we have a Patreon. Uh, all I'm going to say is give us a dollar. Give us if every listener. Give us a dollar a month. I promise you. I promise you good things will happen. Uh, and that equates to $12 a year out of your pocket. It's not that much. As we say on uh, Too Cool for Tabletop, $12 a year, bro. Um, uh, for everything is awesome. And of course, thank you to Chris from Let's Chat. Uh, but for everything is awesome, I am your host, Kev. And we'll see you next time right here on awesomepodcast.com. We've been awesome. Everything is Awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin' Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com.